Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to be, so every week, for half an hour, we try to make it a little bit nicer by playing a game with a guest who is the only contestant, so they are guaranteed to win. I assign my guest points based on how much the answers to my questions cheer me up personally, and then the winner wins a $100 grand prize donation to the charity of their choice. After that, we each give a pep talk to someone or a group of people who we think really need it or deserve it in this moment, because this isn't all about me, it's just mostly about me. This week, my contestant is two people. That's probably grammatically bananas, but that's what's true. I have two guests this week. They are a stand-up comedy duo. They've hosted Cheap Seats on ESPN and currently host the podcast View from the Cheap Seats, as well as Dumb People Town, two of the best, funniest podcasts. Please welcome the Sklar brothers, Randy and Jason Sklar. Hey guys, thanks for doing this. Hey Josh, how are you? Thank you for having us. This is a breath of fresh air in our lives. I do have to say that. Oh, thank you so much. This is a breath of Terry Gross in our lives. Yes. (laughs) That's what I aspire to. I want to have kind of gross vibes. (laughs) Your your vibes are so gross. They're they're actually really pissing me off. Yeah. My vibes are so gross that they sound like chamomile. (laughs) They're chamomile gross. Your vibes are so gross. They're bordering on snake paprikash. (laughs) We'll go deep with, we'll go deep with NPR. Honestly, all things considered, terrific jokes. Yes. (laughs) Hooray. Wait, wait, don't don't we tell me it. the rest of the game. Wait, 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 don't tell <laughs> this me. Is the, actually, so what we're doing today, it's primarily uh, NPR host name puns. <laughs> and uh, and we'll just rock with that for a while. No, this is this will be so much fun. Uh, thank you for doing this. Um, we're just here to Robert Siegel what happens. <laughs> All right. Stop. <laughs> How are you holding up? We're holding up. I mean, we're we're both like Randy and I aren't exactly in the in the same spot because our kids are different ages. I still have a six year old, and Randy's kids are older, and so it's definitely like let's put it put it this way: Randy's like watching more shows. That should just tell you how he's <laughs> in a better place than me. I'm like, have you seen the Val? I'm like, let's get in. Let's talk about volleyball and how weird that is. And Jay's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. But now I have to stay up until I, I have to like schedule time alone in front of the TV at like 1.30 in the morning. It's going to mess my whole day up. And I'm like, you know, why are they branding themselves with Keith Raniere's? You know, now I'm all worked up at one in the morning because of the vow. I mean, literally, we're sitting there going like, I thought Barbara Boucher was broke. And now look at her, her like beachfront <laughs> house. Like, that's a view that she's got. Where is she in the Bay Area? How'd she get that money? <laughs> You're pulling like pop culture all-nighters just to participate in society. Just to hang. That's what having a six-year-old just does. Yeah, it makes you have to work 20 times harder. So uh, <laughs> so we're hanging on. We're still doing our... We do a daily podcast, too, called uh, Sclabro Country, the Virus Edition, where we just blast on people who are dumb and who are making their grandkids drink Trolls-branded hand sanitizer and just oh, grand no. Karens who are blowing up Zooms. It's, it's a really fun podcast. So that's our way of getting our uh, frustrations out. That's great. I mean, everything, all the projects you guys do are so funny. And they're all, they all have just like such great energy. And let's jump into our game. Our game today is called Crime is a Flat Circle. 
Randy and Jason on your podcast, Dumb People Town, co-hosted by the hilarious Daniel Van Kirk. You run down some of the goofiest local news stories in America, including some really ridiculous small town crime stories about like attempted criminal activity that goes nowhere and often ends before it really starts. Yes. So today I'm going to ask you to describe the platonic ideal of a botched criminal enterprise. Randy and Jason Sklar, are you ready to play Crime is a Flat Circle? We were born ready to play Crime is a Flat Circle. I'm so ready for this. Wonderful. First question. I have a, a, a hunch what your answer to this one will be. But where does the ideal small town crime take place? Well, obviously Florida. Florida. It has to yeah. take place okay, in Florida. That's what I figured. But not just Florida. You can't just say Florida. Like, we've kind of come to understand, like, maybe the Treasure Coast. That's like a good spot in Florida. Panhandle is always good. The Redneck Riviera, Pensacola. So let's say outside of Pensacola. Outside of Pensacola. That's perfect. And what about outside of Pensacola makes it like fertile for small town crime? Because it's the South. It's not South Florida. So those are, that's a Mm -hmm. distinction that you need to know. Like there's, yes, it's somewhat near the beach, but don't be fooled by that. There's still a lot of meth nearby. And it's it's kind of like the rule of don't go five miles in any direction or else you're in trouble. If you go five miles in any direction, you're in deep trouble. Something bad's going to happen. There's a meth lab. I'm talking about if you're at the beach, if you look out on the horizon five miles out there, there'll be a floating meth lab out there. Just yeah, just don't go <laughs> five miles in any direction is bad. That's there's where like a, there's like a bar fight on a buoy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Five miles straight up in the air. It's the plane from that movie Money Plane. It's just like a high stakes <laughs> casino. It's awful. It's awful. This is a perfect answer. It was kind of what I expected, but the specificity is really beautiful. And I love this as a backdrop for our perfect crime. So this answer is worth 75 points. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Next question. What kind of crime is our criminal or criminal group attempting? Like, what are what are they setting out well, to do? Well, first of all, we know the charge you know, the char- one of the charges that it, that always comes with our favorite charge, and you'll understand this about us, is a charge that often gets levied against a lot of people in Florida. It's called criminal mischief. It sounds fun. <laughs> it does make it sound really fun. Uh, we don't like crimes where people are hurt. We don't like crimes where people are injured, where there's attempted murder, attempted, you know. Anything about assault, we don't want any of that in this. So Real bummer. Right, real bummer. So criminal mischief will be the charged and breaking and entering and burglary. So, attempted burglary. Attempted burglary because we don't want the people to be home and we want, the obviously, the burglary to go wrong. How many, how many criminals are we talking just to set the scene? Well, that's like one, one and a half. half. Or okay. one and a quarter. <laughs> it's a man and his cat. Who, okay. who burgle homes. And the cat's name is Pajamas, but he's wearing pajamas. The cat is both named Pajamas No, the and cat's name pajamas. is Pajamas, but and the human is wearing flannel pajamas. Oh, the human is, okay. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. a mis- legitimate misunderstanding. I was not trying to be cute. No. His name <laughs> is That's like David. Job. Yeah, his name is like David, but like his cat is, is named Pajamas. He's wearing pajamas. So we're talking a literal cat burglar. <laughs> Yes. A literal cat burglar, which is the worst idea ever, and you'll find out why. Great. This answer is worth 87 points. I just love it so much. 87 being the temperature I imagine when this crime is taking balmy, place. Balmy, balmy. 90% humidity. Yep. <laughs> what is the first mistake that this one and a half criminal team makes? Okay. 
First mistake is the guy decides to go on burgling. Well, his first mistake, you got to go way You got to go way back. Like he's made all <laughs> kinds of errors in his life. Uh, this is the mistake where he thought in his heart that she'll come back. Like that mistake of having hope. Like that's. Okay. So there's a lot. So this of is like an. A big existent. This is not a technical mistake. This is like a mistake of of the heart. Well, yeah, he's like, I need to do a grand gesture to show her that she deserves to come back, and this was his choice, and this blows up in his face. Right. I mean, he's the type of guy who, at like the beach at a party, would be like, I could jump over that bonfire. It's like, no, no, you can't. do not. Sure, do not. Right. It's like Beth, watch me jump. No. Beth, check this out. Nope, you cannot do Beth that. He's talking to another guy, like sitting in his the back of his truck, and she's like, "I'm Beth, watching." Do you think it's cool that he surfs? I can jump over the whole fire. You cannot. Beth, Beth's like, "I'm watching. I'm watching." Meanwhile, she's like <laughs> talking to him. Her entire back is to the fire. <laughs> I'm watching. You're not watching. Beth. So that's who this guy is. So he decides his to. His mistake in the burglary is that he decides to take his cat with him. That is a massive <laughs> error. Because you can control a lot of things in this world. You cannot control a cat. Ever. Ever. And we said this in our stand-up comedy before. We're like, I don't want to get into the debate of cats versus dogs because I know people are very partial to their cats. Uh, do you have cats or dogs? Do you have cats? I have a dog. You have a dog. Okay. You seem like a dog person because you're sensible. Um, to me, <laughs> to have a cat, like, we know people who had cats who haven't seen their cats since, like, the first Obama administration because someone jostled <laughs> a door too loudly. It's like, you don't have a pet. You just, the best thing anyone has ever said about a cat, he's like a dog. He's like a dog. You can, <laughs> if, you, he'll call, if you call him, he'll come to you. He sits when you ask him to. So he lets you pet him. You can, we put him on a leash and we walk him halfway around the apartment. So we're like, let me get this straight. You're telling me that the best cat in the world is a mediocre dog. You've settled the debate. Yes. It's over. Also, if a cat is not always an ideal pet, certainly a suboptimal accomplice. Oh, my <laughs> I think God. That's true. He's got a mind of his own. A cat is like a pigeon. You know, it's not yours. So a get ready. A cat is the one, if you're, like, planning a heist and you bring in the cat, the other people on the heist team are like, that guy's a fucking wild card, that's dude. Right. You don't <laughs> want him in this. After last time? You either don't want him, but you're also like, he can fit into the window that none of us can get into. So you need him, but then you're like... You don't want him, but you need him. Well, you need him, but you can't trust him. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're like, last time he took all the money and he split for Mexico and we all went to jail. We haven't seen him for years. We haven't seen him. He's been hiding under his under the house for like three years. <laughs> He's like his pet. He took all the money and hid under the under house. the house. We can't get that money. And we can't and we see him. I can see him under there. I see him under the house. I keep telling him to get out. He will not come out. We've got the tuna fish. We're trying to entice him out from under the house so we can do another heist. Yeah. But he keeps double-crossing us. He's the only cat in the world that doesn't like fancy feasts. But I'm going to take him on this <laughs> heist again. He comes out. He's like, somebody call my name. Smoking a cigarette. He rolled himself with no thumbs. Comes out. Or he's polydactyl. He's like, what? And you're like, <laughs> what? Look, what? What? He's good with locks. Like, you mean like picking locks? No, 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 no. He likes salmon. He likes it when you cut it up. <laughs> he loves smoked salmon. Loves locks. He'll come out if you bring him smoked salmon. That's right. This is an incredible answer. So this this question, if, if listeners don't remember, it's about the first mistake this criminal made. The first mistake being a mistake of the heart. The second mistake being a mistake of the cat. Mm -hmm. 90 points, 10 points for each life of that cat. Love it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Next question. 
Oh, <laughs> this is we've already covered it. Well, uh, you know, maybe there's another maybe there's another facet here. Describe an unexpected character, human or animal, who appears in the middle of this story. So I think the cat was Beth's cat. Let's, let's use Beth as the example. I mm-hmm. think he feels like they both have custody of the cat because they got it together, but it was at her apartment. Mm-hmm. So he went and got the cat. So now Beth has to show up at the burglary to get the cat back. Oh, this is messy. he's sending her pictures. He's saying, look what I'm doing. We should be together. Look, I'm making a grand gesture. And she's like, where are you? And he's like, I can't tell you where I am. Meanwhile, you can tell by where he's taking his photos. Like it's saying where he is. So she comes to the burglary. So, okay. So he's stealing something to impress her. What is he trying to steal? A katana sword. <laughs> that's hanging on that's the wall. So, yes. So deeply misguided. Number one, to think a sword will impress y- your any uh, woman, your former lover. Let alone yes. Beth. I mean, she did date three martial arts experts before mm-hmm. him. So, like, he's yep. thinking it's part of the way of something to get her back. But. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, second problem, you're robbing someone who owns a sword, right. at least one sword. This person knows how to fight, man, woman, or grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> right. Absolutely. Whoever's there, they know how to fight. So, Beth, that's a 50 point answer. Unexpected twist, dynamic. This is an incredible crime. It's unreal. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the meat of mm-hmm. it. What goes wrong from there? So they, they do get into the house, which I think is impressive on its own rights, but mostly because mm-hmm. the guy left his back door open. But they get in. <laughs> he's not home. They know he's not home because they've staked it out and watched him go. He is carrying the cat. Immediately, the cat jumps out of his arms, goes upstairs, and goes under the bed. So he has <laughs> the sword. He goes and gets the sword, but now he can't find the cat. So he has to leave with Beth's cat because he has to return it. He's sending her pictures, and she's saying, where's my cat? He's saying she's with me. She's like, I want to see the cat. He doesn't know where the cat is. So the cat is somewhere under a bed or somewhere in the house. He's using the sword to, like, try and under the bed get him out. (laughs) But it's like you could damage the cat if you do that. Yeah. Generally, when you've got a cat under a bed, the implement for fishing them out, not sword. No. You don't want to use a sword. No. Okay, so we've got the sword. The cat gets loose. Beth is suspicious. Mm-hmm. This is the heist from Reservoir Dogs. Oh, my Florida God. Version. There's a ticking <laughs> clock because you know this guy's coming back. Right. Oh, right. The guy's coming back. Okay, so tell me a little bit. Set the scene a little bit more. How did our criminal know that there was going to be this sword Does he know who he's robbing? Give me a little bit more here. He doesn't really know the guy, but he's a friend of a friend who is an Amazon driver who knows that he's seen in the background of this guy's house that there's a sword on this thing and he gave him the address and told him where it was. So it's in like a social group, but he's never Mm -hmm. met him before. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think we've got a lot of chaos going on. This answer is worth 65 points. I love it. Just a perfect, clean-burning 65-point answer. We're, we're, we're crushing it at this point. Absolutely. We might yes. win. I would. We, we might, might win. win. If we're lucky, we might win. <laughs> I think you've got this. I, The way it's going so far, you're on a trajectory to win. Next question. Who ultimately catches this guy and his cat, Pajamas, <sighs> in the act or afterwards? How does he get caught? Okay, so... I mean, the end of this story is just insane. <laughs> so Beth finally decides to come over because she knows she's mm-hmm. not, she thinks she's the only one who can make a noise 
that the cat will respond to and come out. Because mm-hmm. he comes clean and he's like, I can't get her, I can't get pajamas. And it's out. the first time he's admitted that he can't do something in the relationship and somewhat- That's huge. It melts- But it makes her love him a little bit. It melts her heart a little bit more. And it mm-hmm. seems like they're going to come together over this cat. Because what she wanted, what she wanted from him all along wasn't this grand gesture. It was just for just him- an admission of- An admission that sometimes he's wrong. Vulnerability. And sometimes Beth- Knows best, right? So now Beth vulnerability. just want, want Beth just wants someone who's going to be a man in public and be able to cry in private. Okay, that's beautiful. That's not too much to ask, Beth. You deserve that, right? Yes. But here's the thing about Beth: Beth's noise that she thinks only she can make is a noise that everyone can make. It's just so, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. Oh, Beth, I anyone, can everybody that. can do that. But she thinks She's because like, no, no, the way I do it at the pitch that I do it is the only the thing that pajamas respond. <laughs> So Beth decides to <laughs> track his iPhone, which he's like, how do you still have that? I'm like, maybe you're still into me. You would have gotten rid of that if you would have. Mm-hmm. She can track mm-hmm. where he is, finds out where he is, and shows up. She shows up for the longest time. They argue about that sound. Is he's that like, I can do that? She's like, not the way I can. So they're just kissing out air. into the air under various beds at this house. And he still has the sword. <laughs> At that moment, they hear the sound of a very large truck pull up. <laughs> this is the guy. He's. It's like he had a big truck, and then he put it up on big... That's what he went out to do, to get his truck on bigger wheels. <laughs> I can't see above an 18-wheeler. I've got to get even bigger so I can... I want to have a ladder to climb up into my truck. I need one of those, like, from a helicopter to rescue mm-hmm. someone. Yeah, it's like a hanging rope ladder. So I, That's I how I get up into the cab of my new truck. So he had, Like a treehouse. Right. Like a treehouse-style truck. It's a treehouse of a truck. So mm-hmm. gets in the treehouse of the truck, and he, and he cli- unfurls the ladder and climbs down and sees that there's a car parked there, sees that there's a light on upstairs, and walks into the house. Ready to go. Ready to fight sees that the katana sword is missing. Uh, this is very tense. They hear footsteps coming up. They start to whisper blame each other. They start to kiss faster to try and get to get the cat out, okay? Because they're not leaving this house without the cat. Of course. He's going from room to room. They're freaking out, okay? He's already dressed in pajamas. He wants to just slide into bed and pretend that he's sleeping, to which Beth is like, that's not going <laughs> to work. That's not a move. That's not a move because this isn't your house. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Pretending to be asleep does not work if it's somewhere you're not supposed to be in the first place. It's like, yes, you're in pajamas. Yes, you're in a bed. All of that makes sense if we were at your house. So that discussion is kind of whisper, angry, whisper. That's what's happening. The cat does not come out. Okay. Until. So the guy comes up and Beth sees him and recognizes him as someone she dated. Oh, no. The guy. (laughs) So Beth and the guy gets under the bed. But Beth is still out and Beth sees him and Beth says, I saw that your door was open. He sees that she's there. And before he can ask her, what are you doing here? How did you get in my house? Why are you in my house? She starts to kiss him. And the sounds mm-hmm. of their kissing brings the, the cat, cat out. out. Yes. Here we go. And brings the cat out. And it would be fine. Technically, they move to another room. You know, the cat comes out and lays on the bed mm-hmm. because the cat is always on the bed whenever Beth is having sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
unnerving to all the people she's on dated. The heads, ruining any she's like, sexual. It's fine. Yeah. So she's He's like, not. Don't worry about him. it. It's just like, ignore him. It's a cat. She's like that uh, nursing home cat that whenever it like goes to your bed, you're gonna die. <laughs> except th- this cat just kills the mood. Yeah, kills the. Mood. <laughs> and Beth is just like, it d- this isn't sexual yeah, to pajamas. No, this ignore is, him. He doesn't know what's happening. Just ignore him. So the guy has a has a chance. This is how dumb Dave the, this guy is. He's so dumb. He has a chance to get out of the house and and leave mm-hmm. and be free. He's so jealous that this guy is with her that he comes out and announces himself as being there. Now, he still has the sword in his hands. Of course. So he busts into the room where they're having sex holding the sword high saying, "That's my girlfriend." Beth gets up and says, "No, I'm not your girlfriend." <laughs> And the cat goes under a different bed. Oh, no. The guy calls 911, and now the cops are on their way over. So the, the cops come over, sort everything out. And, of course, he is the main dude with the pajama, in his pajamas. He's busted for breaking and entering, criminal yep. mischief, threatening mm-hmm. with a katana sword, and mm-hmm. he is given a restraining order to not be around Beth. <laughs> yeah, that's very fair. So that is very fair, and he's has to do community service. At the same mm-hmm. beach where he tried to jump over the bonfire, he has to clean up the debris from other bonfires. And while people are walking the beach, he tells them the story of the time he jumped over the bonfire <laughs> when he really didn't do it. He jumped over the side of it. Yeah, he like went to the side. Of course he didn't jump over the middle of the bonfire. No. We know this guy. He jumped around the bonfire. Amazing. This actually also answered my next question. So we're going to go a clean 100 points for answering two questions simultaneously. Never been done before. Mm, I love it. Final question. Sure. What is the perfect local news headline for when this crime is reported? Florida man thinks he's the cat's pajamas. Turns out he's not. I love it. Beautiful. It's that's absolutely right. Incredible, just amazing answer. Another hundred points right there. <laughs> that is the end of our game of Crime is a Flat Circle. And you, the Sklar Brothers, have finished with 567 points. Incredible. We did it. We came here. Dude, we came here to score over 550 points. If we don't get over <laughs> 550, we're not winning. And look at what we just did. 567 just by the skin of our footy pajamas. I'll tell you this. This is the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. Yes! Congratulations. Yes. How do you feel? I feel great. We came here to do one thing. Uh, We came here to get the cat out under the bed figuratively, and we did it. We did it. You did it. Absolutely. This bed is catless. As the grand prize winners, you each have won a $100 donation to the charity or aid cause of your choice. You can do it separately, together. Where will the money be going? I'm going to give mine to Young Storytellers Program, which is a great project that we're involved in in Los Angeles where they go to schools with some youth at risk, but just sort of underfunded schools for the arts. And professional writers and actors help these kids through a writing program, through a six-week or eight-week mentoring program, help them write a five-page screenplay that then professional actors read and act out in front of them. And it's the coolest oh, thing so ever. You know what? I'm going to do that cool. as well. well. We'll we'll combine forces for that. That's something we've Great. been involved in for 20 years. And they can Amazing. always use the funds, especially right now. Oh, that's wonderful. A $200 donation to the Young Storytellers Program. I love that. What a great cause. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Our final segment on today's show is, of course, the pep talk round. You guys can do it together or separately for just for a group or a person who might need it at this moment. My pep talk in the theme of uh, small-time crimes is for pickpockets. Mm. Is a pickpocket just a mugger with slightly better branding? Yes, for sure. And is stealing people's wallets a sustainable, productive vocation? No, probably not. But also, in the grand scheme of financial crimes, what you're doing, pickpockets, is barely a blip on the radar. Compared to like large-scale tax cheats and the banks that caused the financial collapse of 2008, hand-to-hand theft is practically quaint, a locally sourced farm-to-table crime. We've all had jobs that are hard to explain to our families, which might not be an issue for you since every pickpocket I've ever heard of is an orphan. And it's hard to sit around feeling like your only alternative is to be adopted by a bald millionaire. And not to mention, until then, it's a pain to spend so much time every week on work that is hard to explain or unfulfilling or legally dubious. But you're not just a pickpocket. You have friends and interests and ambitions and secrets. And again, probably not a family because I am imagining you are an orphan. But you're more than a job title and you're still growing into who you'll be as a person. Don't let anyone pigeonhole you, pickpockets. You've got so much ahead of you, even if a bald millionaire never shows up. Our Randy and Jason Sklar, I open the floor to you. Uh, first of all, I love that. Not only did you steal my wallet with that, you unexpectedly stole my heart That's right. with that speech. <laughs> it was, And when you say Thank bald you. millionaire, you're talking about The Rock, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, he's of one, of a, of one of a few. <laughs> okay. Our pep talk is for the kid who has won the golden ticket, and has been (laughs) given the candy factory. It was exciting. It was amazing. You beat out other kids at the beginning, but now you're on the other side of that, and you have to run a factory, which (laughs) no kid wants to be in the position of having to run a factory. You've got labor disputes with unions. Uh, The Chocolatiers Union and the Chocolate Makers Union is one of the most powerful unions out there. They're going to fight for less hours. They're going to really cut down on production. Right now, factories are like COVID hotbeds. So you're going to have to shut down production for a while, and then you're going to have to deal with the entire community where your chocolate factory is located. So you have to tell the community, I'm sorry. I'm nine years old, and I now own this factory, and I am the reason that the economy in this town is shutting down. No, I didn't know about the dumpage that we're doing down the road into the creek that was once the creek where your grandmother swam when she was, and now it's disgusting, and it's not my fault. I inherited this chocolate factory from a man who's still alive. You can talk to him about it, but now suddenly, because he gave it over to me, I have to deal with all this stuff right now? I don't even know how to file for taxes as a corporation. I myself am having moms (laughs) on the second day I got sick of all the candy so this now is no longer fun to me but here's the deal you are a business owner you are a small business owner you are important you are amazing you will make this work all you have to do is understand that in 15 years if you can hang on you're going to be old enough to sell this to another dumb unsuspecting person (laughs) typically a kid A perfect pep talk. Incredible work. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was amazing. And that's been our show. This is Make My Day. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. Thank you so much to this week's champions, the Sklar Brothers. Where can people find you and your work if they're looking for you? So you can find us a lot of places. One, we have a podcast, like we said, Dumb People Town with Dan Van Kirk. You want to start with the Gondelman episodes. He is amazing. Uh, (laughs) 
We also have a podcast called View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports. We do a daily podcast called Scarborough Country, the Virus Edition, which we post clips of on our Instagram, which is at Sklar Brothers. We just joined TikTok. We're at Sklar Brothers. We're on Twitter at Sklar Brothers. And we have a YouTube page called Scarborough Country, where we're putting up some old clips of Cheap Seats, our show, plus the podcast live, plus old dumb people towns. It's a lot of fun. We're trying to give people in this pandemic a bunch of stuff to just recharge their batteries before they go in for the fight. I love it. It's so great. Everybody should listen. There's so much, so many like years of great podcasts and stand up. Everybody should go look right now. If you're listening and want to donate to the Young Storytellers program, I'll put that on the social media for the show. I'll make it visible for everybody. And as always, if you have your own answers to today's game of Crime is a Flat Circle, tweet them at me, at Josh Gondelman. Tweet at Sklar Brothers and let them know if you have your own dream small town crime. Well, that's all the Make My Day for today. Thank you once again for listening. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And it's a huge help to the show if you have a second to rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. Nice days.